As I keep going along these different paths, a lot of the different elements start mixing up together and I'm becoming a little less concerned with sticking to the rules of a certain style, kind of finding my own way about it. Yeah, making it music is tough. I mean, there's not too many people who get to that mainstream level where they're making millions. And, you know, the reality is that we rely on gigs. We rely on students keeping us busy. And uh, sometimes stuff goes dry and we don't have that same stability as people working a regular nine to five. up in Oakland and then Chico Pinero played guitar on it he recorded his part down in Sao Paulo we got three different recording studios for one track Hey everyone, and welcome back to All Strings Considered. I'm your host, Scott Wolf. All Strings Considered is brought to you in part by Guitar Salon International, the world's largest selection of fine classical and flamenco guitars and accessories. Before I introduce you to pianist Danny Green, I just want to mention that the Pacific Guitar Festival and Competition is coming up the weekend of February 22nd. It's held in Monrovia, which is just a short drive east of Pasadena. Both the festival and the competition have been tailored for young classical guitarists. The competition specifically has four divisions set for players between the ages of 10 and 26. Check out pacificguitar.org for more information. Should be a great time. I met Danny Green a little more than 10 years ago while we were both doing a degree at UC San Diego. He was already an impressive player back then, but it wasn't his classical, Brazilian, or jazz playing that first caught my attention. It was actually an arrangement Danny used to play by a then little-known composer named Koji Kondo. As I was concerned, the theme music from Super Mario Brothers was all the street cred that Danny could have possibly needed. In the last 10 years or so, Danny has written a substantial body of works, many in a compositional style that elicits Danny's original blend of classical, jazz, Brazilian, and other Latin influences. His debut album, With You In Mind, won Best Jazz Album at the San Diego Music Awards in 2009, but today we're going to focus on his newest release, titled A Thousand Ways Home. 
it's kind of about my journey as a composer. Along the way, I've been influenced by a bunch of different styles of music from classical, all sorts of jazz artists, Brazilian music, Latin music. Throughout my time as a musician and composer, I've as I've gone through these different phases, I would really, you know, if I was into Latin music, then I'd write a lot of music in those various styles like cha-cha or mambos. With my previous album, With You in Mind, I was super into Brazilian music, so you'll hear some Bayao on there, Perchido Alto, a lot of those elements. As I keep going along these different paths, a lot of the different elements start mixing up together and, and I'm becoming a little less concerned with sticking to the rules of a certain style. So it, it's kind of this pathway of bringing all these different styles and influences home to myself. The first track on the album also carries the title A Thousand Ways Home. I, I wrote it up when I was doing a little show up in Napa Valley with the drummer Julian Cantelm who's on the album. I had some kind of beat in my head for a long time that I'd always just kind of tap out. We were setting up for the gig and I just had him play it and then I came up with that theme from the track and recorded it. We didn't have time to really like work on a whole piece but I brought it home then wrote it out and then a lot of a lot more came out when I got to sit down at the piano and really work it out. I actually think that's really interesting about the the way you compose. Is it typically that way? Does something come out improvised and then you develop the idea that you had improvised? Yeah, I'd, I'd say almost all the time. I don't usually sit down with the intention of composing, but if I'm practicing or playing, sometimes I'll just fall onto some idea that I like, then I'll work it out. So first step for me is just, you know, I'll play it and settle into some sort of idea of it. And then I'll write it down as quickly as I can. I always say it's kind of like puzzle work. I'll start from the beginning and it's just a matter of figuring out what comes next. Sometimes I'll, I'll come into a new idea. So then if I like the idea, then I write down the next measure or two. Keeps going from there. Sometimes I'll come up with a basic melody of a song, kind of like Unwind, I came up with the main melody. And then as far as putting the whole form together, uh, sometimes it happens while I'm composing at the piano. But a lot of times after I'm done writing it out, I'll go to the computer and notate it on my uh, program Sibelius. At that point, then I start getting some more ideas with the arrangement. You know, easy to copy and paste and just kind of reorder things in different ways. And it's also just a matter of spending more time with the piece. I start thinking of different ideas. A lot of times as I'm writing it down on the computer, I'll have to run back downstairs and play it on the piano again and, you know, come up with a different idea. I love this multifaceted approach to music making. Danny begins his process from inspiration, from a spontaneous burst of creativity that gives him something to work with, and then he takes that idea and approaches it analytically using the piano and then an even more visual approach on the computer to create order and form from that initial inspiration. And in the end, that process re-inspires him. It's such a great use of emotional and logical thinking, as well as technology to assist him in his music's creation. 
So let's hear the result of this approach. How about the title track on A Thousand Ways Home?
let's see, we got my own trio, which is me and Justin Grinnell plays bass, and Julian Cantelm is on drums. Trip Sprague is also a big part of the group. We do a lot of shows together. He's on saxophones, tenor, and soprano. The rest are special guest artists. On mandolin, I got Eva Scow, who's from Fresno. She's incredible. Chico Pinero appears on one of the tracks. He, he's on guitar on Quintal da Solidão, and so is uh, Claudia Vilela, who's a vocalist. Then Peter Sprague is featured on a track, and Dusty Bruff, and both of them are guitarists. So let's talk about Unwind, one of the more Brazilian-influenced tunes on the album. Sure. Um, that, that's one of the older pieces that I composed as far as all the pieces on the album are. I wrote it a little bit before my wife was having some guests over, so I was kind of in a time crunch when I was writing it, and luckily the melody just, I called it Unwind because the melody just kind of unwound, it just came right out, and I was able to get the bulk of it composed before the party, but uh, <laughs> that's not the case with everything. Sometimes pieces can take you know a month or two or three, so yeah. Every now and then it's a quick composition, sometimes it takes forever. So so with a lot of my pieces, I, I like to have multi-sections and not, not stick to like a typical AABA structure. So you might be thinking to yourself, what's a typical AABA structure? Well, trust me, you know. It's one of the oldest forms in American popular music. All those beloved Gershwin and Duke Ellington tunes we know and love, and they all utilize it. So, you know it, you just don't know the name for it. And the idea behind it is human nature. We all love a certain amount of repetition, and we all get bored if we hear too many repeats. So if you hear a melody like this one with a certain set of lyrics... Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This I tell you, brother You can't have one without the other Let's call that the A section. Then, to set that music in your mind, we kind of need to hear it again. We need a little repetition. Maybe with a little change to the lyrics. and marriage it's an institute you can't disparage Ask the local gentry And they will say it's Ella But it turns out the third time is not the charm. If you hear that again, you're likely to get bored or get tired of hearing that same melody over and over again. So now we need some new melody and we need some new music. We'll call it the B section, but some people call it the bridge. Try, try, try to separate them It's an illusion Try, try, try and you will only come To this conclusion So now we've had two A sections and one B section And to give a sense of completion We kind of need to return to something familiar So, good composers, bring back the A section and there you have it. A, A, B, A. To this conclusion, love and marriage, love and marriage, go together like a horse and carriage. Dad was told by mother, you can't have one 
can't have none You can't have one without the other By the way, Love and Marriage was written by Sammy Kahn and Jimmy Van Heusen and sung by the one and only Frank Sinatra. Okay, back to Unwind. So uh, it opens up with uh, Vamp and uh, the groove is called Partido Alto. And then it goes into the main melody, which is A-A-B-A. And so the two A sections are in the samba feel and then the bridge is back to the Partido Alto feel. And then we go back into that opening vamp and then it kicks into solos. We take it to the bridge, take it out, and then there's this whole drum solo section with a bunch of crazy hits. So, Danny, what's Parchito Alto? It's a rhythm that... um, in Rio de Janeiro, there's a bunch of different samba schools. A uh, samba school is more like a club or a company that often contains everyone involved in the carnival samba competitions. So musicians, dancers, set designers for floats, lots more. Often thousands of people. They all have their unique takes on playing samba. And so Partido Alto is just one of them. For samba, one of the main elements is the surdu kind of like a bass drum and it's got an even rhythm of like and um, the partido alto is a little more broken up so it's more like you were the guy who actually got me into brazilian music ah <laughs> when did when did you get into it was it that class at UCSD? Um, that definitely helped solidify it. Um, that was taught by Jason Staniak. Yeah, that was awesome, that class. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a really cool class and opened me up to a lot of different styles of Brazilian music because it goes way beyond just samba. It's a huge country. They have lots of cool styles up in the north in Bahia. Um, of course, there's all the samba and um, there's also just different... Um, genres like their shoru which is more of an instrumental style and uh, features a lot of windy melodies and they use a lot of samba in it but they'll, they'll also have waltzes and ballads or what we would call bassas up up in the northeast there's a whole tradition called foho foho is spelled f-o-r-r-o and is actually a Brazilian pronunciation of the English words for all for its ability to cross race and class lines. Check out Jackson do Pandeiro. Se pergunta quem é que está chamando, faça o favor de ficar bem quietinho. Chama Maria, chama Rita e Chica para dançar comigo o forró quietinho. Chama Maria, chama Rita e Chica pra dançar comigo, forró quentinho. Forró quentinho, forró quentinho, forró quentinho, forró quentinho, toque mais um bocadinho. Forró quentinho, forró quentinho, forró quentinho, forró quentinho
Sambi é bem parecido com Sambi Baião. Forró quentinho, forró quentinho, forró quentinho, forró quentinho. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, that features the accordion and triangle and uh, kind of another bass drum sounding instrument called the zabumba. And with all these styles, there's, you know, there's the folkloric renditions or, or the more um, kind of dance or song oriented renditions. And then a lot of it just lends itself into the Brazilian jazz territory. When it crosses over into Brazilian jazz, then you start adding more complex harmony and the melodies can get a lot crazier and soloing becomes a big feature of it rather than lyrics and, you know, making it for people to dance to. But yeah, I started getting into Brazilian music, I think toward the end of high school. And my first exposure was a compilation called Nova Bossa Red Hot on Verve. Had a bunch of the Jobim songs and some other hits. So for a long time, I thought all of Brazilian music was just Jobim and there were just a handful of musicians down there. But little by little, I just kind of kept exploring and If I liked a song, I'd check out all the different artists who played it. And if I liked an artist, I'd check out all their songs. You know, over time, I just got more and more into it. And uh, then I then I found out about this thing called Brazil Camp, which is a week-long workshop. They have two sessions up in um, Sonoma County. It's out in the Redwoods. They bring in some of the greatest artists from Brazil that teach over there. So um, I got to do a lot of studying with uh, Chico Pinheiro, Ginga, who's another great guitarist. Marco Silva, incredible pianist, and uh, Jovino Santos Neto, um, Marcia Bahia, wonderful drummer, also Edu Ribeiro. So just all sorts of great musicians. And, and th those are more of the um, Brazilian jazz musicians that I've listed off, but they have also uh, incredible percussionists and dance instructors. And, you know, they, they really uh, cover a lot of territory. So let's hear all those influences in Danny's tune, Unwind.
This next recording you'll hear, Quintal de Soledad, has an interesting history and went through many stages of development on its way to becoming a finished work. Danny was kind enough to give me a few of the drafts of this recording so we can hear the progression of the recording process. Yeah, Quintal de Soledad. Um, so, so it means Garden of Solitude. So um, I, I originally titled that, that song searching for the words because I knew I wanted to get lyrics in Portuguese written for it. Wrote it quite a while before I actually got the lyrics written. I uh, showed the song to Chico Pinheiro in Brazil camp and I know he works with a lot of great lyricists. So I asked him if he could hook me up with one and he introduced me through email to a friend of his named Rogério Santos. And uh, Rogerio came up with the lyrics, he retitled it, and uh, he recorded himself singing it so that I knew which words went with which notes. So Danny writes the music, he writes the melody, and then he does a rough recording of that music and melody and sends it up to Rogerio Santos. So then Rogerio writes the lyrics and records himself singing those on top of Danny's music. So Danny gets a recording that sounds a bit like this. Ouvindo o tom Fui cair de vez no samba Não tem perdão As palavras sempre dançam No molho da panela sincopada tem que caber Pitada de saudade e água de beber O samba se faz assim, receita na intuição, quintal da solidão. Then Danny makes some adjustments to the original score, based on the lyrics, and then sent the final professional recording of the tune to Claudia Vilela, but replacing Rogelio's voice with a melodica, so as not to overly affect Claudia's interpretation by having her hear Rogelio's version over and over again. So she hears this recording. took it from there I sent that over to Claudia Villela and also notated you know put the lyrics on the music score and so then she worked with it she recorded her part up in uh, up in Oakland and then Chico Pinero played guitar on it he recorded his part down in Sao Paulo we got three different recording studios for one track 
<laughs> <laughs> and actually, we re- we recorded it in the key that we normally play it in first, and then I realized it, the range of the vocals is pretty wide. The key that I usually play it in is just horrible for either male or female vocalists. So we had to go back and re-record the whole thing, and I'm happy we did because I, th- I think we played a lot better on the one that we ended up using. So <laughs> it all worked out. So here's Quintal da Solidão. Thank you. 
que me seduz no samba Não sei porquê As palavras sempre dançam Vinícius recomendo uma tristeza de enlouquecer Ao de molhar a palavra pra depois dizer E o Chico por sua vez recolhe a poesia do chão que tell people as far as making living in music you really have to do at, at least you know for being a working musician you have to be able to do a lot of different things I do a lot of gigging and uh, I, ideally I would hope to just do concerts and not have to do anything else but um, that I don't think that uh, is a reality for most people Luckily, I really love teaching too. So, big part of making a living for me is doing lessons and uh, working with private students. I've also done. Last year, I did a lot of community college teaching. I taught at a jazz workshop called the Anthology Jazz Institute. That was for junior high to early high school students. So there's that. I also do a lot of arranging for people. So if someone wants to learn how to play ladies night or whatever they need a chart for it you know i write that out or sometimes i get to do more fun music or sometimes people want transcriptions I, i've done like one guy recently had me do a bass solo for him so it could be all, all sorts of instruments but more often it, it's just writing arrangements for people's bands to play I've kept pretty busy doing that and it's nice because I can do it on my own time and do it while I'm home. I don't have to go anywhere. And same with the teaching, don't have to go anywhere. I do it out of my home. Gigging, you know, I do a fair amount of concerts. Then there's also all the casual gigs. So playing for corporations, bread parties, playing for weddings, playing for memorial services right after this interview, I'm headed to the opening of an H-Mart, which is a Korean supermarket. So <laughs> we really uh, do all sorts of gigs wherever uh, the gigs are will be. I guess the last part of making a living for me is uh, being a recording artist and putting out these CDs, which is a huge investment. So I don't know. I, I hope over the course of my lifetime, I will profit on them. And is this one available on iTunes and to buy online and stuff? Yeah, it certainly is. It's on iTunes, it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can also find it on my website with some of the links to it, which is dannygreen.net. But, I mean, yeah, making it music is tough. I mean, there's not too many people who get to that mainstream level where they're making millions. And, you know, the reality is that we don't have that same stability as people working a regular nine to five we don't have you know the same benefits um, with health insurance and all that 
but we do enjoy what we do. That's the difference right there. We enjoy what we do. I know for me and I know a lot of people that I play with, we, we all kind of feel like we don't have a choice in that direction. You know, we love it so much and imagine doing anything else. We're going to end the show today with a two-part work titled Dusty Road. The first section is a slow solo piano introduction, and the second a more upbeat, Shoro-influenced work for the whole ensemble. Yeah, definitely. Big, big Shoro influence. Um, and also, uh, right before I wrote it, I was working on Chopin's Fantasy Impromptu, which uh, is also in, in C-sharp minor and kind of has some similar melodic motion in there, so strong influence from that piece too. Part one is just kind of arranged more in a classical style. You know, just for solo piano, everything was composed. I played it exactly as I composed it. And then part two is, it's the, the same melody. It's just played in a Schroeder feel. And then I added like a fun soli section. And, and then there's a solo section where I featured Eva Scow on mandolin and Dusty Bruff on guitar. I just got one interview where they assumed that it was uh, written for Dusty. And uh, Dusty's a great friend, but uh, <laughs> it was actually a title that I had written for another piece back in college I never really finished composing that piece and I just kind of liked the title so I stole it from myself <laughs> I stole it from my past maybe uh, Danny Green of the past will come and uh, and sue you yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> for copyright infringement <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking of trying to combine that piece from back then with this one and make it into a three part suite but I just kind of ran out of steam and the title stays and that's about all. So before I leave you with Danny Green and his group playing his piece Dusty Road from his album A Thousand Ways Home, I just want to say thanks again for listening to All Strings Considered. I'm your host, Scott Wolf. All Strings Considered is brought to you in part by Guitar Salon International, the world's largest selection of fine classical and flamenco guitars and accessories. Don't forget to check out the Pacific Guitar Festival at pacificguitar.org. Also, if you like the show, please follow on Twitter at All Strings, like us on Facebook, or if you feel up to it, go write a review on iTunes. It's my pleasure to have introduced some of you to Danny Green, and until next time, enjoy the music.
a lot of things up in interviews in the past but i think i said everything i meant to say today